Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello, and welcome to Cloudcast Basics, Season 2, Episode 2. This is your co-host, Aaron Delp, and with me, as always, is Brian Gracely. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to talk about how to use the cloud for cost reduction. Brian, do you want to walk us through the talking points today? Yeah, and I think just like we did in episode one, we're going to kind of start off with some sort of pillar things, and then we'll kind of get into some some examples and so forth. Um, You know, when we talk about cost reduction, I think there's going to be a little bit of both, you know, traditional finance, hard cost reductions, things that you can point to on the balance sheet. And then there's also going to probably be some some sort of soft cost reductions or, or some sort of moving around of some things. So we'll, we'll hit on both of those. Um, the first one that I've got on my list is, you know, the idea of, of payment flexibility, right? So obviously at some point you decide what you want, you're going to go pay for it. The great thing about the cloud is, and again, this applies to, you know, everything from IaaS to SaaS services and everything in between, there really, there's so many ways to pay for it and, and they allow you to be fairly granular. So there are, I'll, I'll kind of walk through some of the examples. Um, almost every cloud environment has something they'll call the free tier or, uh, you know, the free usage plan. This typically gives you, you know, some basic access to everything they offer, typically in very small quantities, but but you can get started for free. So you can co- go play around with it. It might be a time-bound trial or it might be an unlimited trial. But it lets you say, hey, I'm getting the real product. I want to play around with it. I've got a you know basic use case. And let's just see what it does. And so that's a great way to not only experiment, but uh, you know, experiment for free. Um, you know, there are on-demand pricing. This is the thing sort of we all know the cloud for. So uh, you know, I basically turn the meter on, I start using the service, and it turns off as soon as I stop using it. Um, but then you get into some really interesting kind of variations of that. Um, you know, obviously on demand is pretty straightforward to understand. But then you get into these things where I, I want to pay a little more in advance, right? Maybe I want to get a discount because I pay for a year in advance or I pay for a quarter or a month in advance. So there's some flexibility there. We see some things where there are um, some ability, you know, kind of you don't really have to think about it. It's just the more you use it, you sort of get usage discounts. And so we see you know, concepts like that where sort of the more loyal you are to the cloud, the more you're using the cloud and you're storing more data, they're going to begin to sort of reduce your price on a unit basis over time. So we see that as, a, as an option. And then we see some, some sort of creative things that are out there, um, things like spot markets, which is basically uh, I'm willing to pay a much lower price for any given time, but that might immediately go away at any given time. So, you know, it's sort of you're rolling the dice, but you may have some workloads or some use cases in which, hey, if you can get access to it, great. You're willing to pay it at a, at a low, steep discount. And if it goes away, it's not a big deal, right? The the fact that you got it at such a discount was was really important. So the nice thing about cloud from a price flexibility, payment flexibility perspective is you can mix and match those things, right? You might pay long-term for certain things that you know are going to be steady state. You might pay these on-demand or flexible pricing models for things that are experimental, as we talked about in the last show. But the great thing is you can kind of mix and match them. So you can really kind of match the business problem you're trying to solve, even in parts and pieces, with the different ways you can pay for stuff. Aaron, what other things are important in uh, cost reduction? Yeah, I think really the next thing to talk about is CapEx versus OpEx, because everything you just talked about 
is exactly that. It's different ways to procure services and to procure software. Um, so think of it this way. Um, CapEx versus OpEx should be a benefit. And a lot of folks say, hey, you get to switch CapEx to OpEx. But let's be honest, this may or may not always be a benefit. Um, some companies have a preferred way to pay for one reason or another. Their business model fits one or the other. So make sure you understand fully what you're getting into. And I'll give you a few trends in our industry as an example, right? Historically, in IT, we were in what, you know, very CapEx intensive in something we would call a perpetual license model. You owned a certain version of software or you owned a server or other, other piece of hardware. And that was perpetual. As long as that was around, you had the ability to use it. And those, those assets over time would, would get depreciated. Um, and once they were depreciated, we went out and, and got the next version. But OPEX allows us to really shift into more of a subscription model and these metered models, which for many can be a benefit. Now, it could be a benefit a lot of times at a small or medium scale. But if you think about some really, really large scales, there is cases out there of that uh, that other end of the spectrum and OPEX not always necessarily being the most cost effective. So when you're thinking about cost reduction, I don't want to necessarily give the impression OPEX is cheaper. Yeah. Well, and and you know, again, this is the beauty of sort of mix and matching. If you have things that you know are going to be steady state for long periods of time, CapEx centric or paying in advance may very well be the best bet for that. But you also may have a mix of things that are, you know, seasonal or fluctuate quite a bit, or, you know, you don't need for, you know, a year or a month. And, and, and the nice thing is, you know, in the past, you typically only had one buying model. Now, now you can, now you can kind of mix and match some CapEx, some OpEx, or, you know, the equivalent of both. You know, Aaron, the, the third thing that I think of when I when I think about cost reduction is, you know, sort of this, maybe it's considered a softer cost or an opportunity cost, but like the immediate access to the latest technology, the latest innovation, right? So, you know, in the past, if you were like, oh, something's new, maybe it's helpful to us, you were typically having to go through a learning curve to figure out what it is, how do I make it work, who can I hire to figure out this stuff? Um, do we have to buy it? Do we have to go through a bunch of vendor selection processes? Do we have to get it? Do we have to install it? You had to do all that stuff before you were ever using it, uh, you know, to move one bit. And now, you know, for the most part, the cloud providers or the SaaS providers or the PaaS providers have the latest stuff. In fact, sometimes they invented the latest stuff and it's just there, right? So you may still go through some selection of, you know, cloud A versus B where you can play them off against each other but you can get started right now. And, and that's a, a set of sort of costs that you didn't have to spend time. You didn't have to spend expertise. You didn't have to find, and that's, you know, really a big opportunity cost that you can start moving on the opportunity and not in the planning phases that, you know, you're saving a lot of time and effort in, in that, uh, in that sense. Yeah. And the way I like to think of it as, um, you know, let, let's say, some new technology comes out and it's all about, you know, you uh, as a business owner, what are you thinking about, right? You just want it to be a flip of a switch, right? A toggle switch. I want access to this, turn that on. And 
the cloud really does allow that from a technology and innovation standpoint, much more so than, than previous offerings did. And that really, really goes into number four, which is focusing on solving business problems. We don't necessarily have to worry about interoperability problems we've had in the past of, is this going to work together? And a lot of times building these solutions is, was a built a bit like building a jigsaw puzzle. And then also in this instance, adding a, a business lens of, okay, how, how much does it cost to operate that as well? And so with this, we can just toggle the switches we need. And in order to toggle those switches, we can solve business problems. What is the end result? And we can get to the solving of the business problems and getting to those higher level work much more quickly than we could before. Yep, yep. Uh, the next thing I had on my list is what I'll call sort of visibilities into inefficiencies. So, you know, the way that we tended to be in the past uh, was you were running your own data centers, you might have an infrastructure group or a security group or a network group or an application teams. And, and they knew what their own budgets were. They knew what they spent, but they didn't necessarily know what the bigger picture was. So for example, if you, you know, went to an application team and you said, how much does it cost you to run this application on a per hour basis? Because, you know, I'm kind of like to compare you to like this SaaS service that's been knocking on my door and saying, hey, should you, you know, run this instead? They had no idea how to do that because they had no, you know, visibility into the end-to-end cost of what was going on. In fact, oftentimes they didn't even have visibility into what it cost them to run their own thing. They didn't know how to model it and so forth. And the nice thing about the cloud is because, you know, everything is is billed and everything is charged and everything becomes a line item, you know, you quickly start to see what things cost. And, and you can begin to then do some comparisons between maybe where you are today and and what you could be in the future. And, and again, they might be better costs, they might be worse costs, but at least you have visibility and you can begin to figure out, is that an efficiency or an inefficiency that's worth addressing? Or should I you know, better spend my time and money and effort on something new that'll drive you know, top-line growth as opposed to bottom-line you know, cost reduction? So that visibility is, is really, really important. It can be complicated, but it's really important. Yeah, and... Point six really is an extension of point five, because once you have that visibility, well, then in order for, especially for cost reduction, what if something isn't going well, right? This ability to reconsider, reevaluate, make changes, pivot in a different direction. Sometimes a project needs to be um, scoped out. Maybe it needs to be eliminated altogether. Well, it's much easier to do that in a pay-as-you-go model, and you don't necessarily have to factor in what we call sunk costs along the way, because the, the sunk cost is what you previously used, but you're not in for a longer term the way you were you previously were with other solutions. Um, so Brian, did we want to go into some examples from there? Yeah. Yeah, let's go through a couple of examples just so people have, you know, have some things in the back of their mind. I, I took some notes here. I, you know, the first concept I want people to really kind of understand is, um, you know, cloud computing isn't cheap. I think there's there's a perception that that cloud computing because it's listed on web pages as you know five dollars a user or you know six cents an hour or something. That gosh, that's really cheap because you know the stuff we bought before. I, I, I you know I recall it being millions of dollars. It's Access to good technology, whether it's, you know, 
now or five years ago or 20 years ago has never been cheap. I think that's the, the mindset you can't have going into this is, oh, this is going to make things cheaper. I think that the key becomes, do I am I doing a better job of aligning the dollars that I am spending or the, the money that we are spending to those business problems? And we now have visibility into those things. So, you know, go into this with your eyes open, um, you know, be careful about some of the psychological things of seeing something for, you know, pennies per hour versus a big bill. But, you know, do, do the math, do the math you learned in first grade about adding and figure out, you know, is this a lot cheaper or is it really solving the problems I'm trying to, to get at? Yeah. And I, I'll add this, you know, I don't necessarily think of this as cheap, but I think through because there is transparency into it, you can become efficient. And so the key, you know, a key way to think about this is your cost is more efficient than it was previously. And a lot of times what, what a lot of companies will do as a first step is they'll take their, you know, the way they're doing things today and just move it to the cloud. And think about this again, you took a process and just moved it somewhere that didn't necessarily make it cheaper, but it gave you insight into it so that you can analyze the efficiency of it. So when you first start some of your projects, they may be expensive because you brought legacy process and legacy systems to the cloud. And so how do you correct some of that over time? Will you correct some of that over time by being very smart in how you analyze it all and bring that efficiency of the system down over time. Uh, one nice thing, you know, we, we don't mean to scare everybody and say, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's expensive or, you know, you might have runaway costs. The good news is there's a lot of really powerful tools out there that you can get, that you can use um, to, you know, to, to see what's going on with your costs, to set limits, to set guidelines and so forth. So the good news is that same sort of, visibility you have about usage, you can begin to sort of apply to your costs uh, things as well. So the good news is there are some tools. Aaron, I want to finish on on one last thing, and I want you to give some commentary on this. Um, I had somebody ask me, we told them we were doing you know a show about cost reduction, and they said, well, can we just prevent people from spinning up cloud resources? Like, I'm worried that you know, everybody's just randomly going to spin up a database. It kind of goes back to your thing about shadow IT. Uh, how do you control that? I mean, can you just turn off the cloud or is there, you know, maybe some other things that people can do? Like, how how do you think, is it, is it a, I guess my question is, is it a binary? Is it yes or no? Or is there gray in between? Oh, it's, it's absolutely a gray because the answer is yes and no. Um, and, and I think the, the biggest thing in this is just to use common sense and, and, you know, there's a term out there it's, it's trust, but verify. And I think that that comes into this more than anything else. It's hiring smart people. So there is, you know, there's plenty of certifications out there. There's plenty of consultants that you can bring in to analyze and, and help you with best practices. There's lots of tools out there, especially around the, uh, the cost controls and cost management and cost reduction. So the idea here is, yes, you want to certainly empower the business to do what they need to do, but you're also going to do a certain amount of verification after the fact. And this isn't even once it is in place, this requires tuning over time as well. So just because you're efficient today doesn't mean you will be efficient six months from now as your needs change and as you use more or less resources. 
Exactly. There is uh, there's very little set it and forget it in the cloud. It, it does make things easier, but uh, you know, make sure you go in there with your eyes open, especially when it comes to cost. Uh, we, we've we've seen too many friends and 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 stories about people who went in there, uh, had good intentions, forgot about it, and, and got a very, very large bill, a surprising bill at some point. So Aaron, with that, I'm going to wrap up episode two. Uh, we hope that you can see how cost reduction is really going to matter to your business. Obviously, it matters, but how uh, you know cloud computing uh, becomes a part of that. And in the next show, we're going to be looking at how do we reduce risk, not just cost, but how do we reduce risk? Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.